The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Opinions. Everybody's got one. You know the rest. The trick is finding one that's actually backed up by expert analysis and accurate information. The word is trust. And we've got plenty of it to go around. Get the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Welcome into hour number two of the early line right here on Sports Grid. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside with you on this Wednesday morning. The World Series yesterday finished up in Houston. The Atlanta Braves win it in six games, seven nothing. The final score, Jorge Soler wins the World Series MVP. A tremendous scene there for an Atlanta Braves group. But once one season ends, the next season begins. And one of my favorite things in all of sports is when a champion is crowned, we get way too early looks at next year's championship odds. So with that being said, odds for next year's World Series winner. The Dodgers, the favorites, at plus 550. The Astros, the only other team, sub 10 to 1. The defending champion, Atlanta Braves, tie with a couple of other teams, Donnie, at a 14 to 1 Price, your initial reaction when we take a look here at the 2022 World Series odds. It's kind of interesting because the Braves down at 14 to 1 after winning the World Series usually get a little bit of a boost, which they aren't getting a boost here. But I do have to preference this, you know, World Series 2022. If you were watching the early line back in March with both myself and Kevin Walsh and going through, I told you the Atlanta Braves would win the World Series and meet up with the Houston Astros and the Braves would win. Now, you know who that's not correct? Heck, I wasn't even the co-host yet of the early line, so obviously that can't be the case. But, you know, play along with me here at this point. So if we look all the way through the World Series odds here, the Dodgers are plus 550. They're going to make some moves here. They're going to go out and spend another $50 million on a starting pitcher, retool their lineup. It makes sense they're at a plus 550. The Houston Astros still a good ball club here. Maybe they retooled their pitching staff and be able to get back into it. The teams that are outside that maybe were a little bit short this year, Kevin Wright, during the Major League Baseball season, maybe another year of seasoning here. I like the Toronto Blue Jays and the Chicago White Sox to maybe take that leap as they weren't ready to win yet, and now they are. But I have to say, a little bit farther down as we take a look, are the San Francisco Giants at 14-1 to who had the best overall record in baseball? That's probably a little bit light here. That's a really good team. And also taking a look at, again, the Atlanta Braves at 14-1. to They're going to get some frontline pitching back. If they add another pitcher here, keep this team intact. Who's to say they can't win again the NL East and make it back to the playoffs? Some really good options out here, but no surprise that the Dodgers are plus 550 here, Kevin. Man, I really wanted DRS to keep that rolling. But his, his March breakdowns, which yeah. were nowhere to be found on the early line. I tell you, though, you bring up, I think, what are two of the most interesting teams. The Atlanta Braves, of course, you, you win a World Series, you're going to be fascinating here. To not check inside the top five, some people, I'm sure, will feel slanderous. One interesting thing, though, last night, it's like Joe Buck didn't want Smoltz to actually enjoy the game, so he just started bringing up the fact that Freddie Freeman was an impending free agent and might skip town. And you might think to yourself, listen, there's no way they're going to let Freddie Freeman leave. What team does Anthony Rendon play for? I don't know. And if Freddie Freeman's gone, things get a little bit more interesting there on an Atlanta team. The Giants are also fascinating because they're 14-1 to win the World Series. I think they were like 14-1 to win the NL West entering this past season. So we're now all the way in on the Giants. Are they going to stay that good? That's really interesting to me. But another NL team that really jumps out is a team at 20-1 to that was supposed to be great, then suffered tons of injuries, collapsed, and watched the most dominant pitcher in the game end up not only not being able to close out a Cy Young award that was clearly his, but an MVP award. That certainly seemed like it was his. 
As the radio audience enters the fold, we appreciate all those listening to the early line on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 159. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside with you on a Wednesday morning. Time to the Mets. Not intrigued yet, 20 to 1. If not just to see where they check in relative to last year's expectations, I would believe that Cohen goes out there and tries to empty the tank once again during a free agency period. You're right. You're absolutely right. And they should be viable at 20 to 1. But it's so much of the fatigue that you get of the Mets because I know you can't do it. You're not supposed to do this as a handicapper. Each individual game, each individual season, you have to approach it differently, right? You can't have any preconceived notions. But we're just under the belief that, yeah, they'll have a great pitching staff. By May, it'll be falling apart here. Some infighting on the team and the owner tweeting at fans and, you know, trying to find things out and making the blockbuster trades. Because as we know, you can't just put an all-star team together and expect them to win. They have to gel together. The pieces have to make fit. But also when you're talking about one of the deepest pocket owners in professional sports, Cohen is going to make moves. They're going to have legitimate players at every single position, including bullpen, starting pitching, and they're starting eight in the field. They're going to be a team to be reckoned with. But again, Kevin, just comes down to that simple notion. Can you trust the Mets? If you've always trusted them, man, every year somebody gets hurt here. So who's going to be next? But if you enter in the season, number one as your starting pitcher, Jacob DeGrom, healthy. Noah Syndergaard, two. Stroman, three. And then start to fill in with some of those just, you know, decent pitchers on the back, like Taiwan Walker is your five overall guy and have a healthy lineup. They should do damage, and that should be a good price. But can we trust them, Kevin? That's always the issue. I can't wait for Carlos Correa to open the season, like two for 20 and big all. Big Pockets Cohen just starts tweeting out. I don't really understand how I paid this guy this much money. I mean, he should start giving it back every double play ball he hits into or something along the lines. Also, I would be doing a disservice if I didn't bring it up because every year around this time, you got to convince yourself that Mike Trout will play postseason baseball. But now it's also Otani. It's 40 to 1 on the Los Angeles Angels. Donnie, we can believe for now, right? Remember when Mike Mm. Trout was going to come back? That was wild. He never did. He never did. Mike Trout was supposed to come back. Donnie was going to bet their their team totals oh, the entire man. month of August. And he just was like, nah, I'm watching the Eagles play. Let Shohei go win an MVP. Shohei did great. He's going to win an MVP. Did they give that out yet? Baseball. That's baseball, folks. Up next, target player price. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Target player props time here on the early line. Turning our attention to week nine. Trying to see some players whose numbers we are anticipating opening up here under these player prop tabs where there might be some value, underpriced, overpriced, a perhaps rushing prop, right? We've done some quarterback touchdown props before. A lot of interesting numbers to break down. Donnie leads us off here, though, with 
a market I'm not sure we've actually touched just yet in a target player prop a anytime touchdown score market take it away Donnie yeah, I'm going to go with an anytime touchdown score prop this week here. I'd like to switch it up, you know, pick some guys that we haven't picked before. It's very easy just to say every weekend, hey, this guy throws for over 300 yards. But we like to try to shake it up a little bit. So I'm going to go with the Buffalo. Surprise, surprise. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. And no, 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 it's not Josh Allen. It should be, though. We should have each and every week Josh Allen somehow included in these target player props. But it's going to be his wide receiver. That's Stephon Diggs. Why do we like Stephon Diggs? Coming on now in the season. Very good wide receiver. We've seen him dominate in the past. But it hasn't really translated all that much yet into total touchdowns here for the young, talented wide receiver of the Buffalo Bills. Has three on the season, 500 yards receiving which is very good in the NFL. But then when you started to look at the upper echelon ticket guys, like we just talked about Cooper Cup, that's seemingly almost at 1,000 yards, you figure he's going to see that and start to step up his game. What a perfect way to step your game up to go up against Jacksonville, which the Buffalo Bills should get into the 30s, which probably needs at least four touchdowns. And Stephon Diggs in this game should be able to gather one. Also, Kevin, take a look at the last two weeks here with Stephon Diggs. Up against the Titans, nine catches, 89 yards, one touchdown. Last week versus the Dolphins, five catches, 40 yards, one touchdown here. Starting to find that end zone here with two touchdowns over the past two weeks, Kevin. I'm going to start my weekend off here with prop bets, and I'm going with Stephon Diggs' touchdown prop. He's going to score this weekend against Jacksonville for me. It's a great look. Diggs is a player that right now is not producing, as Donnie mentioned, at the level that we saw last year. But against a team like Jacksonville, the Bills should be able to pick who they want to score touchdowns. And I'm sure they want Stefan Diggs to score touchdowns here. And I'm sure they'll continue to give Josh Allen some opportunities to put up big MVP numbers. I'll add as well, and it wasn't a, it's not a target player prop of mine, but I'll say something nice about Josh Allen. His rushing prop has been a moneymaker this season. Cashing the over in five of his seven games this year. We all know Josh Allen can run. The number, though, continues to be just a little too light if you find the right buy point here. And it'll be fascinating to see where they post it against a Jags team where he doesn't need to run, but he just needs one big run. Look at it against Miami. He had a 34-yard rush, which actually cashed his over alone on that long run there. So Josh Allen's rushing prop is another good look here on the board. We transition to another target player props of Donnie and Donnie. Going to the home team. Yeah, digging deep on this one also and trying to find some value that maybe wasn't there in the beginning of the season. We're going to go to the Philadelphia Eagles here. We're not going to talk about Jalen Hurts. Not going to talk about the rushing attack or even, you know, Devontae Smith in the passing game. I'm going to go to the tight end position here with Dallas Goddard. Basically, in a contract year, you're going to have to pay a good amount here to re-sign Dallas Goddard in Philadelphia. But the reason for that certainly might be qualified. And having said that, look, you had Zach Ertz on the team, right, to start the season along with Dallas Goddard. Great one-two punch, but Zach Ertz is going to garner his fair share of targets. Zach Ertz has now been traded to the Arizona Cardinals. Secondarily here, Dallas Goddard was on the COVID list, so hey, maybe he's not fighting his way back here. But take a look at the past two weeks here, Kevin. Three catches, but 70 yards receiving. Last week against the Lions, six catches, 72 yards receiving. So he's becoming a bigger and bigger part each and every week of the Philadelphia Eagles offense. So sometimes you look and say, okay, let me go over and take the yardage prop here. Let me take the touchdown prop. I'm going to keep it simple here. Mm -hmm. If he's going to get a large share of the offense passing, and it looks like Jalen Hurts has found him quite a bit and likes him and trusts him, and the big guy's open and can run here. I'm going to look here for a Dallas Goddard reception prop this weekend. If we can find something that's sensible in that three and a half range, maybe four to get a Vic to get a win in that with just four catches, I'm going to look that route because if we're looking at a game also, Kevin, in Philadelphia, total in the 50s, you can't just run the football here like you did against mm -hmm. the Detroit Lions. You're going to have to put the ball in the air because you know what's going to happen? The Chargers are going to score against the Eagles. I look for a decent passing day out of Hurts, but the leader in the clubhouse here for catches, I think Dallas got it leads the Eagles in catches this weekend. So give me a nice, tidy number of three and a half in that range, and I'm going to be banging this Dallas Goddard prop over here, Kevin. It's a great look. Goddard becoming the guy once Zach Ertz was moved to Arizona was the expectation, and it seems like it is going to come true. And I think Devonta Smith, as he's continuing to grow during his rookie season, 
Goddard should be leading this team in targets overall. And I think, Donnie, you should be looking to probably pair it with a receiving yardage prop. As you said, 70 yards in back-to-back games now here yeah. for Dallas Goddard after he missed that game against Tampa Bay. God, there's a reason why the Eagles sent out a Zach Ertz as well. They know what they have in a Dallas Goddard. And he's also one of those tight ends that picks up those big chunk plays, right? Those 20-plus yard catches. So the ability to really fill it up even if the workload is minimal there. I think it's a great look on Dallas Goddard. You got This guy's got to get into the end zone sooner or later as well. You probably get a nice plus price. Last week, his anytime touchdown was a plus 190 mark. You get that two-to-one range on a Dallas Goddard. And again, as Donnie said, what should be a higher scoring game against the Chargers. I have no qualms with that look right there. One more look here from Donnie, and I think it is a tremendous one that'll be featured on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, we're trying to capitalize here on the moment, right? You take a look at the Tennessee Titans. Hey, we're going to sign Adrian Peterson to the practice squad. We're going to pick up a couple more guys here. We're going to try to mix and match. The one thing you don't have is your hammer at the one-yard line. So where are we going with this one on Sunday Night Football? Prime time. That's towards the Tennessee Titans in a game that's listed here at the FanDuel Sportsbook at a 53-and-a-half. So if we're looking at points in this game and the Rams being a really good football team, you're probably going to have to be throwing in the fourth quarter. So we're looking right at Ryan Tannehill in a nice, tidy price here that I'm looking for again, Kevin. Give me a a one-and-a-half touchdown prop on touchdowns to be thrown by Ryan Tannehill. That's right up my alley here. Take a look at the past couple games when you did have a healthy Derrick Henry against the Bills. Zero touchdown passes for for Ryan Tannehill. Against the Chiefs, one touchdown pass for Ryan Tannehill in a game where you still gave the ball 28 times to your star running back, but it's clear he was banged up and playing most of the game with a broken foot. Ryan Tannehill threw three touchdown passes in that game. So automatically at the two-yard line, we hand it off. Maybe not the case here. Maybe we play fake, roll out of the pocket, and dump it off to a tight end. A.J. Brown or if Julio Jones comes back, give me over one-and-a-half touchdown passes. If we can get that here on Ryan Tannehill, he's throwing two this weekend against the Rams, Kevin. Let me tell you, too, it's such an interesting look on Tannehill because the fact, first of all, he's only he's thrown three touchdowns in both games against the Colts. He hasn't gone over one and a half in any of the other games. But that's because down there in the red area, it's all Derek. It's right. That's the way they were doing it this season. And there are times where they've mixed and matched, but this, it was Derek's season. He had 10 touchdowns, and then it was the first, what, six weeks of the season. I mean, he was just on an unbelievable pace. Henry, in terms of putting up those touchdown numbers, it looked like 20 rushing touchdowns was going to absolutely be his for the taking. But you now pair, as you mentioned, Don, right? Derrick Henry's gone. AP supposed to be the goal line back. I have no idea how, like, they were like, yeah, I'm sure Adrian Peterson's been staying in shape. And they brought him off of a scrap heap. AJ Brown playing much better football. And a Rams team that, again, you expect them to have to air it out a, a little bit against, right? Try and keep them on their heels. And also, as well, garbage time could be in your favor. Davis Mills threw two touchdown passes, Donnie, in the fourth quarter against the Rams. You're in that prop the whole way, and I don't think it'll be expensive. It's a great look on Tannehill. Yeah, and also keep in mind, you know, you're playing in prime time, but you're playing in L.A., a fast track. There's going to be no weather conditions. We're anticipating scoring, as I brought up the total here at the FanDuel Sportsbook at 53 and a half. You're going to have to throw to win. You can't just run the football because, again, you don't have the best running back in the business. He's hurt and possibly out for the season, if not six to eight weeks here, Kevin. Excellent start there to the target player prop segment. After this break, I'll come back and give you three of my own as we look towards week nine, and two of them come from the same game. It'll be an interesting look. We'll break it down next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live here on a Wednesday, you are listening and watching the Sports Grid Network, Sirius XM Channel 159, as we make that transition. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside with you on a Wednesday morning, talking some target player props here. Donnie got us started off with three really, really good looks. Donnie, I want to transition over to a singular game, but I wanted to start off by asking you a question. As a team total player, as someone who is constantly looking at that market across a lot of sports here, about an approach, because this game catches my eye in what I think is an interesting perspective, because I know each and every morning, especially, you know, baseball season just wrapped up, right? You go and circle each team that would jump out. You ever find yourself circling both sides of the aisle? And do you find yourself then saying, all right, well, I, I can still pick my one team here. Do you play the full game over if you like both groups? And have you ever found yourself being willing to play both team totals in a singular game? Yeah, like you call it the trifecta, right? You say, boy, man, I can really see the Arizona Cardinals and let's just say around that 22-point range. I can really see the San Francisco 49ers around that 22-point range. I can really see if both of those teams can hit it, they can go over their total. Quite a bit that it lines up that way. You just try to maximize and see what makes the most sense. But there are very few games, Kevin, that reach that department by saying, usually it's a mismatch on one side. But I see where we're going here in the Arizona-San Francisco game where it looks like both sides, if healthy, can do some damage. So why not look towards some prop bets here in that same market? So let's get after it in this football game. The one thing we know about San Francisco and Kyle Shannon over the years, Kevin, the single best you know coach I've ever seen dial up home run rushing plays from multiple people. The scheme is fantastic. For some reason, they're the only team that, hey, third and eight, hand it off. 20-yard run, Tevin Coleman and Raheem Mostert in the past. And now we're seeing rookie draft picks and young players come into the fold here for San Francisco. So we're taking a look at the 49ers here in primetime. It's just a 4 o'clock primetime window versus the Arizona Cardinals. Is there a running back to target in this game that might be having a big game or a breakout season, as we like to say? There sure is, and I knew you would like this one, Donnie, because it has everything to do with Kyle Shanahan seemingly finding his back. It took yes. him a while. Guess it's not Trey Sermon. Unfortunately, Raheem Mostert, who is a super talented running back, just cannot stay healthy. But it looks like Elijah Mitchell is the man. Two weeks in a row, getting 18 carries. Two weeks in a row, over 100 rushing yards. Also, by the way, cashing tickets for an anytime touchdown score in both games. But the rushing yard number is what is most intriguing specifically. Against the Colts, that number, 59 and a half. Against the Bears, they said, all right, we'll bump it up, 69 and a half. And he cleared both marks comfortably. And what do they do here against Arizona? Because the difference between the last two games to this one here against the Cardinals is the Niners are underdogs, which is always factored into that props market. How much can a team run the football? Not massive dogs, the San Francisco 49ers, but dogs nonetheless. And what I'm so interested now is how the Cardinals will be approached by teams. Is there a world where people will feel as if they found the recipe, the Green Bay Packers, against this group? They had A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones combined. For 31 carries, Donnie, and 137 rushing yards. Elijah Mitchell, in a number that I still anticipate being sub 80 yards for a prop, I think will have plenty of value to the over. 
because I don't think anything would make Kyle Shanahan happier than handing Elijah Mitchell the ball 20 times and trying to keep Kyler Murray on the sideline and letting his ground game dominate here against a division rival. Yep, and all you need is one of those explosive runs, which he tends to dial up each and every game to try to get you over the hump. Also looking at the same game, which is interesting here, because you're right. We're taking a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook opening this number as a total, 47.5, now dipping down to 45.5. Now, this is a good one here that we're going to bring up, because I don't know which way Kevin is actually going to go here. <laughs> now, if you guys listen to the in-play sports center every Friday night, we have Kyle Provines at the FS Bachelor call into the show and talk about you know some options that you have, whether it's quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. But the reason I bring this up is he always talks about the injured guys that look like they're going to play, but maybe a questionable tag, a a probable tag, or maybe a doubtful tag. Because if you play them, you might get that added bonus of a depressed market. But looking at this here, are we looking towards Kyler Murray to excel this weekend? Or are we looking towards Kyler Murray to be banged up this weekend? Where are you going with this one here, Kevin? So the interesting thing, as you know, Donnie, is more often than not, when we talk about our target player props we'll look for some overs numbers that might be a little undervalued where you can still not you're not betting the peak and you can catch these numbers early right early target player props this is different the under on a kyler murray rushing prop will intrigue me heavily if you look at kyler murray the past couple of weeks here against green bay the number 26 and a half a bang under against the texans 26 and a half a bang under against the Browns, 29 and a half. Didn't even get to 10 against these San Francisco 49ers, a 34 and a half. Had one rushing yard in the game. In fact, Kyler Murray's rushing prop has been profitable towards the under. But Donnie knows why this is so fascinating. And one of the reasons that this line, by the way, is creeping closer towards a pick, Kyler isn't healthy injured the ankle on the final play of the game against the Green Bay Packers. So a guy who's not really been running all that much and now probably shouldn't run all that much, Donnie, but still might have a number in the low 20s, I think could present tremendous. And to be honest, Donnie, like I think there's a world where any rushing number on Kyler Murray is too high, 13 and a half. I don't know how many times he will actually be willing to take off here. Injury can create values on overs, certainly. But Kyler's already been presenting value on an under. Pair that with the injury now, Donnie. I don't think you see Kyler take off a lot against this Niners defense. Yeah, it's an interesting point you bring up, too, because it's not as if he's lighting the world on fire. We see, like, you know, week in and week out, it seems like Jalen Hurts breaking the pocket. You're using him as an actual running back. It's more of scrambling around and staying behind the line of scrimmage because you have so many talented weapons that you're trying to buy time for down the field. So now as we transition, we just had a quarterback prop here. Take a look at the rushing yards here for Kyler Murray. But now we go to a rookie quarterback. Back-to-back games on the road. We're talking down with the New England Patriots who invade Carolina to take on the Carolina Panthers who do have a good defense here. The one thing, if we take a look on the season so far, it looks like they're more willing now, being Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels, to actually let Mac Jones throw the football. Last week, 35 passing attempts versus the Chargers. The week before, 36 Mm -hmm. passing attempts. The week before that, 21. So now are we seeing a little bit more of an open offense and a healthy offense for the New England Patriots? Or are we going to fade Mac Jones with a back-to-back road game against a decent defense here on the road, Kevin? It's not meant to be a fade of Mac Jones, though it is a double undershot here on target player props. But this really is just a credit to what this Carolina Panthers secondary has been doing, and they've been doing all year long. Only the Buffalo Bills allow less passing yards per game on the season, Donnie. Carolina giving up 188.9 passing yards per game. Last week against Matt Ryan, he had a passing prop of 280 and a half. He threw for a buck 46 in a game that they trailed, by the way. Danny Dimes got to 203, oddly enough. Kirk Cousins actually did throw it all around the field on this team, but continue to go through the numbers here. 
under 200 yards for Jalen Hurts. Under 200 yards for Dak Prescott, aided by playing Davis Mills and keeping him under the tab as well. Stefan Gilmore now in this secondary here. And I don't know if Bill Belichick is going to be willing to let old Mac Jones toss it around this secondary 30 plus times, 40 plus times. This is a situation, Donnie, where you have a secondary that has been playing amazing football all year long. You have them now adding Stefan Gilmore, a rookie quarterback. And by the way, something we talked about yesterday when we broke down the early lines of this Panthers-Patriots game, perhaps this is a P.J. Walker start. This number continuing to climb in the range that Donnie said, if you see fours and fives, maybe P.J. is starting. Yesterday, the Panthers adding a quarterback as Sam Darnold going through concussion protocol here. Donnie, if this is P.J. Walker on the other side of the field, doesn't this feel like a classic game where the Pats control the football, let Damian Harris bleed clock all game long, and they look to get out of there with an ugly, low-scoring victory that doesn't require Mac Jones to throw for even 200 passing yards. Yeah, take no uh, look no further back than Week Two, Kevin, when they played the New York Jets, 25 to six victory. He threw for 186 yards, and that was the game we all sat back and laughed at and said they don't have to do anything here. So Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniel heading into this football game. Is there a consequence of it? Hey, we really got to go up and down the field because this Carolina offense is going to be potent and we have to go toe-to-toe and score at them. Not even close to the case here. It's basically reel it back in, make the short play, wait for the other team to make the mistake. It's on the road. Let's get out of here with a victory because style points don't matter. I think it's a really good look here, Kevin, for you with this Mac Jones prop. A couple of unders on the target player prop section. Mm. You got to give the people what they want. Excited. For week nine in the NFL, it gets underway tomorrow on Thursday Night Football. But up next, an NBA preview on a Wednesday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Rock and roll here on a Wednesday. The NBA continuing to deliver big-time slates here. And tonight, no exception. Maybe the biggest game on the board, though, Donnie's two darlings? Nah. It yeah. really needs a, a triple threat match with the Orlando Magic to be involved, I guess. But I think Sixers-Bulls will have to do. Right now, Donnie here on the FanDuel Sportsbook, the Philadelphia 76ers host the 6-1 and one Chicago Bulls as two-and-a-half-point favorites. This total, 217-and-a-half. Joel Embiid back in the lineup. 
Tobias Harris, though, with the safety and uh, protocols, should still be out of this lineup for Philly. Yeah, really nice game the other night, too, without Joel Embiid and also without Tobias Harris for the Philadelphia 76ers, beating the Portland Trailblazers at the Wells Fargo Center. But now you're taking a look at a much better opponent here with the Chicago Bulls coming to town, fresh off a nice comeback victory over the Boston Celtics. Ball, Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Green, and Vucevic in the starting five. It is more talented than the Sixers starting five, but you are correct. They are getting Joel Embiid back. That should be a help. But at the same time here, you expect the same type of performance here, right? So you saw last, eh, okay, Portland's a decent basketball team. You're able to handle them, which is great because you had two of your starters and two of your better basketball players not playing in the lineup. Embiid will come back. That will help. But I have to say, Kevin, if I'm looking at a short price here towards the Sixers, I'm actually leaning towards the Bulls in this one. I think the Bulls will be able to play with the Sixers, and we'll see the type of health and the type of minutes that Joel Embiid gets in this game. Leaning towards the Bulls. I love my Philadelphia 76ers. Don't get me wrong. I have money on the Chicago Bulls to make the playoffs. So theoretically, I really can't lose tonight, depending on which team wins. Mm. But I have to say, I think the Bulls are the better team tonight. So right now, what's jumping out to me is a Chicago Bulls team, Donnie, that has lost three consecutive opening halves. Pair that with a Sixers team that has won the first half in each of their home games this season. And I think if you look for Philly early in this game, it lines up, not just with what the teams have produced, but when you watch a Sixers team, right, Donnie? Come out early, kind of hold on to a lead, and then sometimes hold on for dear life, it might feel like. And they did that against the Portland Trailblazers. Give them credit, but they didn't do that against the Brooklyn Nets team here. And a Bulls team, too, Donnie, the way they beat the Boston Celtics, that is a confidence builder for a team that no matter how much they are down, they will say, listen to me, we're, we're, we're all right. We're fine. Down six at the break, we're right in the mix. The thing is, if they're down six at the break, you win a bet on Sixers' first half money line. Another very important note, though, will be these Joel Embiid props. Joel Embiid off to a much lower scoring start to his season. Last year was averaging over 28 points per game. On this early season, 21 points per game. He's only been over the 20-point threshold three times. It's just not typical of Joel Embiid. But with Tobias Harris out, Donnie, you have to imagine that the Embiid workload ticks up significantly. We do not have any Sixer player props just yet, but I want to see what they do with the Embiid one. And also, rebound props, because we talked about this. The Tobias Harris hole isn't just scoring but it's rebounding, and we saw Andre Drummond benefit from that in a big way when he loaned the, the center position when both Embiid and Harris missed that game against Portland. Yes, correct, and also take a look here. Andre Drummond played very well in the absence of Joel Embiid last game, so if I'm a Sixers Doc Rivers, and I'm saying to myself, all right, you know, Joel Embiid took a rest night off. Yeah, we're going to use him a little bit more, but maybe still that double-double props market to Andre Drummond once again because he's shown, Kevin, if you give him extended periods of time, he can produce. But even if you don't and give him just minimum minutes, he can also produce here. And is Joel Embiid going to be taking on more of the scoring options? So, you know, shooting three-pointers, you know, he gets winded quite a bit, as we've seen. Don't leave out Andre Drummond in the double-double market tonight, but also is going to be interesting here because you know me, Kevin. I love to take three-point player props. Georges Niang has my eye so much early in this season, and the fact that Tobias Harris is out, he can get a little bit more minutes here. Don't be surprised if Georges Niang shoots six, seven, or eight three-pointers once again tonight at the Wells Fargo Center. Georges Niang was tremendous to watch in that game. Someone who had the Sixers team total over, for the entire first half, it's like, what are you doing? And the entire second half, give him the ball. This guy's on fire. He was, George's Niang was providing the juice that the people were looking for here. Another big battle in the Eastern Conference sees the Brooklyn Nets host the Atlanta Hawks here at the Barclays Center tonight. The Nets five-point favorites currently on the FanDuel Sportsbook, a total of 218.5. The Nets 7-0. and to the under to open this season. I know it well. I tried to catch the first over against the Pistons. The Nets set their franchise record for their best field goal percentage in a single game, and it still went under. Thanks, Detroit Pistons. You wonder why you catch OKW tweeting out team totals only now. It only took me seven months of working with DRS to really understand the pain of mm -hmm. bringing in a second team to the mix. With that being said, though, Donnie, 
Brooklyn laying five here against Atlanta. I got to tell you, I saw that open number. I thought it was maybe a little bit light. Atlanta seems like they're getting some respect here. Yeah, they are getting some respect. One and three on the road are the Atlanta Hawks. And also taking a look at these games, two of my two favorite teams here to bet on three-point props. There's a lot of different directions you can go to. Maybe even trying to take a look at a player combo here with James Harden. Points, assists, rebounds, something mm-hmm. to take a look at here. But you're waiting for it, Kevin, because even though the Hawks are not doing bad, right, at four and three, I just think we all expected a little bit more out of the Hawks out of the gate as that next up-and-coming team. Like last year wasn't a fluke because they made a deep run in the playoffs. And maybe if Trey Young doesn't get banged up, they could maybe advance and possibly win an NBA championship. So we're expecting a little bit more. But also at the same time, I think we're finally starting to see James Harden, Kevin, play himself back into shape yep. over the past couple games. If I'm looking at this number and it stays at five here at the FanDuel Sportsbook throughout the day, the only way I can honestly look is towards the Brooklyn Nets tonight at home. Harden coming off of a game where he had a triple-double in just 29 minutes of action against the Detroit Pistons. And to Donnie's point as well about three-point props, one of the one of the great things about the three-point market is at times the transition is simply from the juice. So the thing is you can't go from two-and-a-half to three-and-a-half to four-and-a-half. The numbers are so small, juice gets moved first. So Harden in the game against the Pistons was a plus money price for over two and a half made threes. A cashing bet when he made four of seven. The number is still two and a half, but a minus 111 price. Still palatable, a number that he has hit in five of seven overall in three consecutive games. Donnie is right, a great look tonight for some three-point prop parlays, and Harden specifically jumps out as well also quickly to add to donnie's point about the hawks on the road Owen four against the number this season in road games could be a good spot for brooklyn how about a night game donnie that really jumps out featuring your least favorite player in the nba lamella ball if people don't know that's just because lamella ball never helps us on an odds boost i have to say as well as the warriors host the hornets here donnie i looked at this game i said this is a classic Curry, LaMelo Ball, like odds boost here. That'll look all too appetizing. Steph will score 40, and we'll get left hanging somehow, some way. What do you make of Golden State here? Laying a number at home of six to the Charlotte Hornets, a total of 225 and a half. Yeah, it sounds about right. If you take a look at the Hornets on the season, Kevin, five and three overall. And how about this? Three and one on the road. You take a look at the Warriors. It's always hard to go against them, particularly at home. But you're right. Like, imagine an odds boost saying, like, hey, Steph Curry and LaMelo Ball to make 10 threes combined. And you go out there and Steph Curry makes eight and LaMelo Ball makes one while shooting one of 11 from the field. You could certainly see that happening. But I guess we're looking for points most assuredly because we have a 225 here and a favorite for the Warriors at minus six. I think Steph is going to put on a show. But the one thing, Kevin, that never bail out on these Charlotte Hornets. Hey, look at this. Hornets are down 22 at the break. Shut the Uh game off. Not so fast. This team storms back in the second half. I wonder if that takes place tonight. But this is your quintessential game where if you want to have fun and the shots are going down, you will get points tonight between these two. So let me just add, because Donnie and I have been telling people about the Hornets in the second half. Let me just, I, I got the exact numbers here for people. Eight games this season. They have won the second half by 17 16, 24, 3, 6, 3, 19, and 13. On average this season, they are winning the second half by 12.6 points. On average, they're winning the second half by 12 points. There's no reason even back the Hornets plus six. You just bet them in the second half. They'll be down by 15 for no reason, and they'll cover the second half number. Also, to Donnie's point on Steph, over five and a half made threes has cashed in all of his home games this season home cooking has been a real thing for Steph over five and a half made triples could still be worth it although it is a gaudy number a number that only Steph Curry sees on a props tab but with good reason how about Pacers Knicks a fascinating game I got to tell you Donnie one of the games where I saw the line and I was surprised who the favorite was because it's the Indiana Pacers though it is slight Still favorites against this New York Knicks team here. I think in part because they just played their best game of the season against the San Antonio Spurs, putting up a tremendous 131. But also, Malcolm Brogdon makes the starting gate here for the Pacers. What do you make of them as a still slight favorite against the Knicks? Yeah, maybe some points in this game also because the Knicks no longer the team that's going to walk up the court and play good defense because Tom Thibodeau is cheering them on. They're going to be able to let loose here. And also, Kevin, as I take a look at that prop market once again, 
Last time I bet Julius Randle to get a double-double, needed it right down to the final minutes here. 16 points and 11 rebounds in that game versus the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, versus the Chicago Bulls, goes out, gets 13 points and 16 rebounds. Hey, just take them every night. Not so fast here, Kevin. The last two games, 10-6 and six versus the New Orleans Pelicans. The next game after that, the Toronto Raptors, 22 points and 9 boards. That is back-to-back games without a double-double. So tonight, will you ride with me, Kevin, to take the double-double market today, saying, you know what, two games of no double-doubles for Randall? I think he gets it tonight. That's the way I'm looking here. But I think the Knicks are an overall better team, and rightfully so. They're 5-2. and two. The Pacers are 2-6. and six. But you are correct. If Brogdon makes it to the starting gate, that's going to make a big difference here. But I'm looking more in the prop market tonight. Julius Randall back in double digits on rebounds and points for me tonight. I got to tell you, I don't know how it happened, but Donnie came across this double-double market, and it's just, oh, yeah. it's just a constant now. But I love it, and it makes sense, and I love the buy-low spots. I, let me tell a quick tale. Last night's action, I told people Jordan Clarkson was an interesting buy-low spot. Over two-and-a-half made threes. He had made three or more in three straight games. He was coming off an 0 of 7 game against Milwaukee. Last night against the Kings, 0 for 11 from three. Jordan Clarkson is now 0 for his last 18 from beyond the arc, which is fascinating. Also, Donnie makes a great point about the Knicks. 5-2 and two to the over this season. But here's the interesting thing. If you look at some of their overs, right, they're actually not all crossing what is tonight's total of 219 right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook. Three of their five overs didn't get over that mark. This is a legitimately adjusted total for who the Knicks have become. Keep that in mind when you're playing this game. One more I wanted to make sure that we brought up tonight, Donnie. Celtics Magic. Boston in disarray. Laying six and a half against the Magic team coming off of a win. Now, I know for you, though, this will likely be all about some three-point player props. I mean, Cole Anthony, Franz Wagner. Is there a better one-two combination? You see those memes out there? Name me a better one-two combination or, or, t- or tag team here. There is no better. Look at Wagner's last game as they beat the Minnesota Timberwolves with an unbelievable fourth quarter, 115-97 to final. Wagner, 5 of 9 from three-point range. Anthony, 6-11 from three-point range. You know those two are making an appearance tonight for me, Kevin. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for this game. This is the game of the night. Celtics get right spot, 2-0 against the number as a road favorite this season. My favorite narrative prop of the year, Marcus Smart over four and a half threes. He says he's a great passer of the ball. Let Marcus dime him. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Last segment of the day here on a Wednesday for the early line. Right here on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159. Both myself, Donnie Wrightside, and Kevin Walsh taking you through from 7 to 9, setting the table before we hand it off over 
to the morning after and Ben Stevens from 9 to 12. A couple topics here I want to talk about today. Number one, the Atlanta Braves. Congratulations. What a season here, beating a lot of good baseball teams, overcoming a less than stellar record for most of the summer, making shrewd deadline moves, which ended up in a World Series championship. We'll see Freddie Freeman rides off into the sunset here. Probably a massive contract to return back to the Atlanta Braves next year. But I also want to talk about some other topics that were coming up yesterday, particularly the college football playoff show. Now, Donnie, why are you talking about that? You say nobody should pay attention to it. Well, I feel like I have to be the commissioner of the college football playoff once again here. Everything sometimes is not what you see and particularly yesterday in the ranking show. Top four teams make it into the playoff. Why are we showing 25 teams here on this show? There's no need for that here. But also, more important, you have to realize this. There are weeks left in the season. Teams still have to play. Some will look good. Some will look bad. The simple fact that some people are taking Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, and Oregon as a fact that, hey, they just have to win out, and they're going to get in the playoff, and that's all they need to do is simply not correct. You have to remember, everything is about ratings here. I mean, heck, Notre Dame sits here at number 10 overall in the college football playoff. If everybody had their druthers in the NCAA and the TV executives, they would put Notre Dame number one, even if they had four losses, because it is about money and rankings. The same way you take a look here. Look at Cincinnati at six. They did nothing wrong to be six. They're winning every game on their schedule. But the simple fact is, Cincinnati doesn't move the needle. You know what else doesn't move the needle? The college football playoff show until the final week of the season when we know exactly who is getting into the college football playoff and who is not getting into the college football playoff. But you know what does move the needle? The morning after coming up next with Ben Stevens from 9 to 12 right here on the Sports Grid Network. For Donnie Wrightside and Kevin Walsh, we're out of here on the early line. See you tomorrow. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.